When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, October 7th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call 317-849-2933 if you want the best dentist in the world. If you don't want the best dentist in the world, if you don't want Mike O'Neill as your dentist, you know what, don't call. I suggest you do. I did it 25 years ago. I've never looked back. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and their 1913 win in Kansas City last night. They dominated the game on both sides of the ball. The offensive line was unbelievable. This is the first game in the last 26 that the Chiefs have failed to score 25 or more points. That's the longest streak of its kind in the history of the NFL. Never in Patrick Mahomes' career as a starter has he not scored 26 or more points as the starting quarterback. This was unusual, really unusual. The Indianapolis Colts, how'd they do it? They adjusted defensively. Patrick Mahomes kind of hurt his ankle, which made him a little bit more one-dimensional. And the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts was stellar. 180 yards rushing by the Colts. The Chiefs' run defense is terrible, and it was exposed last night by the Colts. The left side of that offensive line, they are road graders. Marlon Mack was terrific. The Colts, second in the National Football League in rush attempts and fourth in the National Football League in rushing yards. The Colts... 3-2 3-2 and two on the season, tied with the Houston Texans. And the Texans are next up for the Colts. They've got the bye week, and then the Texans come to Lucas Oil Stadium. you got to feel pretty good about the likelihood for both Clayton Gathers and Darius Leonard getting back into action. But you know what? As far as box safeties go, and I love Clayton Gathers, I do not mind Kari Willis, not even a little bit, as the box safety for this team. As a free safety, he's not great. But as a box safety, he is really, really, really good at going downhill and getting to the ball very, very quickly. The Colts, uh, they ran 45 times last night. They threw it 29. You don't see that in the NFL. Marlon Mack ran the ball 29 times. That's as many times as the Colts threw. And he ran for only 29 fewer yards. It's hard to overstate the dominance of that offensive line. They won despite the officiating, but you know what? The officiating was probably terrible in both directions. Um, Officials this entire season, and if you want to go back to last year, you can too. Just absolutely abysmal. Refereeing in the National Football League is at at an absolute new low. 
Last night, the offensive pass interference on T.Y. Hilton was terrible. And then you look at the uh, Bobby Okariki interception that wasn't. It was called an interception on the field. We looked at a bunch of uh, NBC replays, never saw the ball hit the ground, and yet, upon review, that call gets reversed, and, uh, and it remains Kansas City ball. Just really, really ridiculous. And, and it wasn't restricted to that game. The Bears and the Raiders, terrible officiating. Packers and the Cowboys, terrible officiating. Just bizarre calls. There were two uh, roughing the passer calls yesterday that were completely beyond ridiculous. And uh, so I, I, what do you do if you're a defensive player, for God's sake? Are you not supposed to hit the quarterback like ever? Should we wrap these guys? Should we put bubble, bubble wrap around them like they're China when you're moving? For goodness sake, let's talk. Let's get off the officials because what is the point of that? They're going to be terrible. They're always terrible. The replay system is just abysmal. And so let's get off of that and let's talk about the Colts. How about five crazy questions about the Indianapolis Colts? Number five, can the Colts win a Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback? And that is a hell of a question. And that's a question that needs to be answered because that offensive line is good enough to win a Super Bowl. That defense is getting there, getting there toward being good enough to win a Super Bowl. Is Brissett good enough in the last four minutes of the game to lead the Colts down the field to a score. Hey, you can score touchdowns running the football against the Chiefs, but there are going to be teams in the playoffs where you're not going to be able to run the football like the Colts did last night. Now, hopefully, they wind up playing Kansas City in the playoffs, and hopefully Tyreek Hill is still out of the lineup because that changes that offense completely. But that defense, as far as their run defense, you can go ahead and beat them in the playoffs. Now, what about the Patriots? right? What about the other teams that you're likely to face? What about Oakland? If you got to play Oakland, if you're the Colts and you got to play Oakland, Oakland's got stout guys on the offensive line and on the defensive line. They won the battle of the trenches against the Colts a week ago Sunday. If you play the Raiders, you might be in a little bit of trouble. Colts, they got to figure it out, but is Jacoby Brissett a guy who let's say there's a touchback and you you start your drive on your own 25 and you've got to go 75 yards in four minutes or less to win that game or extend it into overtime, is Brissett the guy who's going to be able to do that? He kind of got that done against the Chargers, right? So maybe maybe he is going to be good enough to be a Super Bowl champion quarterback, but it sure seems like there's some holes in his game. He is slow-footed and... It, deep balls that he's thrown, we haven't seen him thread the needle on those deep balls yet. So, so far, so good. They're three and two. We're not bitching about Jacoby Brissett. We are not angry with Jacoby Brissett or Chris Ballard for having Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback, but they're going to have to figure out whether they can win a Super Bowl with him because if they can't, they got to go draft a guy. Number four, has Chris Ballard become the, the best GM in the NFL? He has put together back-to-back drafts that appear to be really, really, really good. Their entire running game was drafted last year. It's Marlon Mack, it's Jordan Wilkins, it's Naheem Hines. They drafted all three of those running backs in the 2018 draft. 2019, good guys, right? Rocky Seen, Kari Willis, 
uh, Ben Banigou, uh, Bobby Okariki. Terrific. Kamoko Ture, and Kamoko Ture is going to be out for the season, as you knew if you were watching a game last night. We don't need an injury update when we see a guy's foot pointed in the wrong direction to know he's going to be out for the entire season. Not to laugh, but that's not a tough diagnosis, even from Indianapolis when the guy's in Kansas City. Where's his foot pointing? His foot is pointing to the right. It's at like a 90-degree angle from his other foot. And it seems to be detached from his uh, uh, fibula and his tibia. Well, okay, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. It's just you don't need to be an orthopedist to be able to diagnose that. Uh, But Chris Ballard, the last two drafts have been terrific. The free agent signings that he's made, Justin Houston last night was really, really good. He's been an outstanding leader for the Colts. It looks like Chris Ballard's the real deal and that he's found the special recipe as far as figuring out whether a guy is going to add both to the locker room and the on-field success of his team. Number three, uh, is Adam Vinatieri fixed? You know, I think he is fixed. He's he's made seven of eight field goals since the uh, dismal performances in weeks one and two. He, he So the seven of eight he's made field goal-wise, and the miss was from 57 yards. And then he's hit all seven of his extra point attempts. But the thing that I like best is like the other makes over the last few weeks, uh, they've been kind of wobbly. You know what? They didn't just cut straight through. You had the one from, I think, 47 that clanked off the left upright. And, And you start to worry. You start to think, oh, no. Like Adam, Adam's having a tough time. And, uh, boy, uh, you'd have been right to think that in weeks one and two. But since then, really, really good. And last night, like I said, the ball left his foot true and pure, and none of them were uh, anything but just split between the two uprights. So good for him. I think he is fixed. This past week convinced me that he's fixed. He's going to continue to work during the bye week and next week and get things straightened out if they need to be straightened out and come back against the Texans on October 20th and say, you know what? Here I am, boys. I'm the Hall of Famer. Put it on my foot. Number two, is it it more important for the Colts to not lose than it is for them to win? So what what I'm saying is, Like, we all know, if you're a devotee of Bob Knight, if you were at Indiana when Bob Knight was coaching at Indiana, if you only took one thing away from Indiana University while you were there, either academically or athletically, the thing you took away was victory favors the team that makes the fewest mistakes or fewer mistakes. The Colts are not making many mistakes. The Colts are the least penalized team in the NFL, both in terms of number of penalties and yards penalized. The Colts are number two in the NFL in number of penalties on opponent commits and what yardage they account for. That's a big deal, and the difference is like 46 yards per game. That's a big deal. They are not making mistakes. Now, are they making a bunch of plays? No, they're not making like they're not getting chunk yards. They're not doing the things that traditionally you have to do in order to win games. But what they are doing is they're not screwing it up when they go for it on fourth down and they tend to go for it a lot on fourth down. They make it. They have a 100 percent conversion rate on fourth down this season. We talked about the penalties, turnovers. They don't turn the ball over much. This is a team that limits mistakes and they have to limit mistakes because they're not explosive. 
on either side of the ball. They're not a crazy team. They do not have the defense that the Chicago Bears have. And they don't have the offense that the Kansas City Chiefs have, notwithstanding last night's poor performance by the Chiefs offense. They don't have that kind of a thing. They are not working in that way. You know, they're not saying, well, we're just going to... What they do have, they have a great offensive line right now, and it's staying healthy, which is terrific. And they've got a defense that is young, it's long, and it's fast. And the quicker those rookies can get to being productive members of that defense, you look at a guy like Rocky Seen, you look at a guy like Kari Willis, You've got guys, you look at Ben Banigou, you look at Bobby Okariki, all right? There are four rookies right there. Those guys, if they can figure it out, and if they can kind of truncate their development time and become veteran NFL contributors before the end of this season, this could be a team that goes deep into the postseason. But what they've got to do until that happens, they've got to limit mistakes because if they don't, they're going to get beat. The, the Colts, they're not going to beat other teams. So what they've got to do is not beat themselves. And number one, is Quentin Nelson the Colts MVP? This is an interesting question because if the Colts get to the point, let, let's say they get to a Super Bowl, let's say they win a Super Bowl, that they're a year ahead of schedule. And I think that that's like next year. They could, be, they could have been a Super Bowl team this year if Andrew Luck hadn't retired. With Andrew Luck gone, you kind of look toward 2020. But if this is accelerated a little bit and all of a sudden they become Super Bowl contenders, what do you have here? Who do you make the MVP of the National Football League? Do you stat hunt for a team that doesn't win the championship or do you decide, all right, championship was won by the Colts, so let's, uh, let's vote for a Colt for MVP. And who, if not, if not Quentin Nelson, who? All right, because Quentin Nelson, if you spend any time watching him, if you're looking at 56, who's ju- lined up just to the left of Ryan Kelly at center, you see him block at the defensive line level, And then as the play develops, he moves on. He kind of puts that guy down, and then he goes hunting somebody else at the linebacker level. And, I mean, this is is a guy who can open a hole blocking two guys on the same play, and he's athletic enough that if you ask him to pull, like they keep, they run that sweep to the right, and Quentin Nelson pulls and is the lead blocker for Marlon Mack or or whoever they uh, run the ball to, Naheem Hines, whoever it is. He pulls, and the defensive back wants to run and hide in the stands because he is going to be, he, he's going to get hit hard enough that his parents are going to feel it, and you don't want that to happen, right? So uh, who, if not, if not Quentin Nelson, who's the MVP of this team? And if he's the MVP of this team, why can't he be the MVP of the league if the Colts wound up winning the Super Bowl? Now, we're a long way toward really talking about that, right? But the next five games for the Colts, they play the Texans at home, 
Texans are three and two. They're also tied for the lead in the AFC South. Then they've got Denver at Lucas Oil Stadium. Denver's one and four. Then they're at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's one and four. Then they host the Dolphins. Dolphins are 0 and four. And then they finish up this five game stretch against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Jaguars are two and three. If they can beat the Texans on October 20th, all of a sudden, you're looking at a very real possibility that the Colts could be 8-2 and two as they head into Week 12. And at 8-2, and two, then you start deciding, all right, you know, where are we going or are we going to host playoff games, right? 8-2 and two is a very real possibility. Uh, another real possibility, I alluded to it earlier, is that the Oakland Raiders are a very good team. If you watch them get uh, them beat the Bears, particularly in the first half, you saw a terrific football team. And then last week against the Colts, you know what? The Colts looked overmatched. And then the Colts go into Kansas City last night, and they dominate the Kansas City Chiefs. So I don't know what to think about the Oakland Raiders. I think the Raiders are a lot better than people thought, and I think John Gruden is a hell of a lot better a coach than people thought. Jay Gruden, by the way, lost his job today as a head coach of the Washington Redskins. You know what? That is, uh, that's like a release into the wild. Good for him, man. Who wants to remain the coach of the Washington Redskins given that front office and that ownership? Daniel Snyder is the worst owner in the NFL, and I don't think it's close. He's gone. He's got to be a very happy guy today. Probably had his first good night's sleep in six years last night, or he will tonight. Uh, that's sports and other, but sports... Thanks for hanging. Uh, The Colts, fascinating. I think the Pacers are going to become fascinating. People think they're a sleeper, maybe in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they're a sleeper. If you look at the Indiana Pacers and you don't see a playoff team when you watch them or you, you look at that roster, I can't help you. They are a playoff team. Whether or not Victor Oladipo is healthy this season at any point, they're a playoff team. With Oladipo, I think they can make a run in the playoffs. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, 8.15 on Periscope Live, and then, of course, always on SoundCloud and iTunes. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Join me tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock.